0: Kraken fans, welcome to episode 18 of Keeping Up With The Krakens, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings. Use promo code THPN for exclusive offers. This is your co-host, Tyler Bell, coming from the icy, snowy, rocky mountains of Alberta, Canada, and obviously, once again, I am joined by my co-host, Alec Durham. What's up, Alec? How are you doing today, bud?
1: Well, I'm doing great today, Ty. How about you, brother?
0: Oh, doing not too bad. It's a nice Saturday, nice chill day out here. Not not a whole lot going on. Hockey on all day, so can't complain about that. Anything new
1: with you these days? Oh, not a whole lot, you know. Just uh, staying warm at work today, actually. Staying warm at work? Why? why? Is it
0: heating up up back in Ontario?
1: No, it was like minus 20 for the last three days. Just here's your uh, dumbass Durham moment. So I've got that nice snowboarding coat that I've got there, right? Okay, yep, yep. Well, it's a two-piecer, so you can take the insulated part out, which I did back in the fall because it was too hot to wear that with a sweater. So I was just wearing, like, the little raincoat windbreaker part with my sweaters for the fall while I was at work.
0: Okay, yep, yep.
1: You think I fucking put the thing back in when it hit minus 15 and started snowing out? No, that'd be a (laughs) smart idea. (laughs) So last night, I realized that and I wore my insulated part into work today. And oh, I actually sweat a little bit. And it was minus 22 when I got out of the truck. Great days, man, you guys are getting hit with it. Hey, let
0: should we uh, should we make a vow to like, never talk about weather to start this podcast ever again? Because I don't think anyone gives a flying shit about what weather we're dealing with right now, to be honest. But especially around the story winter. was pretty funny. The winner uh, sucks, man. Yeah, I mean, everyone always mentions when it's a nice day out. I I don't know. It's such a fag topic, I guess.
1: But in box. other
0: topics, we got some other shit to talk about here. And man, the Kraken have won some games finally. But before we get into some of those awesome victories here, let's talk about a couple little bits of some, uh, some Kraken news and a little bit of NHL news mixed in there. We got a, a few things to talk about. First thing is... They added to their organization Uh, they added Carson Kuhlman off of waivers. So they claimed him from uh, the Boston Bruins and, you know, just tell the folks what kind of player Carson Kuhlman is and kind of what to expect from him here.
1: Well, you know, you're kind of getting a little bit of depth added to the team. Something, you know, we've kind of been lacking down in the bottom of the lineup there. Guy can play with a little bit of grit and skill. You know, most of your bottom of the lineup guys can. They're not too much one way or the other. The way the game's evolved now, you don't have too much just uh your fighters like you did back in the 80s and 90s. Everybody can skate. Everybody can handle the puck. and I think you're going to see that with Kuhlman's game a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. He's a bit of a tenacious player d- does not bring a whole lot of offense to his game. I mean, if you're looking at his NH- his numbers, at least in the NHL, uh, he hasn't really found that part of his game, uh, but he's a very defensive, reliable type of player and yeah, definitely adds some depth and that does not hurt at all, especially in times of COVID here where, you know, y- you get a couple guys on that COVID protocol list and Uh, you know you're getting stuck calling guys up and whatnot so yeah I think he'll be a pretty great addition to this team do you think
1: yeah for sure
0: yeah and it's not just you're not just picking this guy up like uh, you know you dig a little deeper here and and you find out this guy's got some connections throughout this team Uh, so our assistant coach Jay Leach uh, who actually used to coach the Providence Bruins? So that's the uh, Boston Bruins AHL team. Uh, used to coach Carson, and uh, not only uh, Carson Kuhlman, he 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 coached there, but also Donato. So there's a bit of a connection there with you know the the coach, and then you get some familiarity with a guy like Donato, who for some reason has been getting fourth line minutes on this team, which I think is fucking ridiculous, if I'm being honest, (laughs) but it is good to have a bit of a connection and somebody on the team that, you know, and, and not only Donato, but, uh, I believe Carson Kuhlman, he came up, you know, he's, he's pretty much bounced around between the NHL and AHL, uh, you know, since 2017, 2018 or whatnot. But before that, he spent four seasons playing for the university of Minnesota Duluth. And he's not the only player on this team who played for them. Do you know who the other one is?
1: Uh, goal-scoring defenseman Carson Susie?
0: That's right. It's a uh, leading goal scorer for this team uh, on the defensive end, Carson Susie, who also played for the University of Minnesota Duluth there. Uh, so those guys uh, spent a, a few years playing together for that team and were both assistant captains uh, by the end of it and leading that squad, so... Uh, really good to see, you know, a a few other connections. uh, And I even, I'm pretty sure that uh, when he got dropped off, like at the rink or by the taxi or, you know, maybe he Ubered over who knows fucking, you know, these days. Right. But yeah, I believe uh, Carson or Susie was the one who like picked him up too, or, you know, started to show him around. So it seems like they have a pretty close connection already off the bat. And that definitely helps, uh, kind of welcome a guy into an organization, uh, you know, especially a guy like Carson Seuss or uh, Carson Kuhlman. So, uh, so pretty cool to see that. And yeah, Kuhlman's uh, literally born a day after me. Birthday is September 26, 95. Look at that. Well, shit. Well, shit. Pretty neat. Just thought uh, thought I'd point that out when I was looking at the stats there, but yeah, I mean, he played 19 games for Boston this season, two points. Um, you know, average fourth line minutes. Um, So, you know, so far he's got the one game with us, no points or anything, but it'll be interesting to see uh, if he, you know, sticks out the whole season with, with the Kraken or whatnot. What do you, what do you think there? What do you think the prediction is there? Is I, mean, be I
1: mean, I but I think he'll definitely play 10, maybe 15 games, but then after that, I don't know. Waivers could settle in. We get Schwartz back anything could happen if he takes someone's spot sure
0: yeah that's right you're gonna get uh schwartz back but uh, i mean we could also lose a couple players too with the with the uh the draft trade draft coming or trade
1: the did i just say the trade draft what is trade deadline i don't that sounds exciting it's exactly. got to be more exciting than trade deadline the last the few years. Are you kidding deadline. me? <laughs> <laughs> the trade deadline coming up
0: in what about six or five weeks away now, so uh, that could be a bit of a filler for one of those spots. Um, so yeah, just exciting to to get another player in the organization like that, and you know, excited to see what he can do on the ice and if he could find a bit of offensive consistency in his game or or not. So definitely something to keep an eye on going forward, right? Yep. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. Bit of shitty news, though. Uh, what we seen right after the game against Chicago, Drieger uh, was back on uh, the protocol list. I believe this is his second time being on it already, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, think- it's hard to keep track. It's There's hard so to keep many. track these days. I know. But I believe he's already been on it before. So we probably won't see him till uh, mid next week. Uh, before he gets some action back in. Uh, but yeah, always tough to see that. And then uh, what else did we have here? There's been some rumors about uh, the NHL bringing back uh, the
1: reverse retro jerseys for next season. How do you feel about that? Some teams shouldn't ever have another jersey. Some teams, they can do whatever they want with their jersey concepts. Like Minnesota. That was a fantastic reverse retro jersey. And I don't oh, ever yeah. want to see Detroit and have one again. Oh man, <laughs> they
0: hopefully they get it right where they're not making a practice jersey like Detroit's was that was that was fucking embarrassing. I don't even remember them using it or maybe I just refused to watch any highlights of them uh, wearing that jersey and playing with it. So uh, I don't know, but I'm pretty excited about it though I, I love the concept of the throwback jerseys. I'd say more teams obviously had it right than wrong uh, in the first edition of it uh and then yeah man i i think that 2005 2006 2007 era like those jerseys i think are like my favorite for most teams in the league so i think if teams stick to like that throwback like that era. Oh man, I think I think it'll be lovely. And that's exactly what Buffalo's doing this year, right? They're bringing back uh well rumors are that they're bringing back their what is it, like that 2D Goathead jerseys, you know the black, white and red ones. Long
1: live the Goathead.
0: Long live the Goathead, dude. I love those jerseys. I'm a huge fan. Who 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 do you think of? Who do you think of every time uh, you see that
1: jersey? I want to go to Dominic Hashik or Danny Briere.
0: That's pretty good, actually. I, I was gonna say Dan I was gonna say Danny Briere. Hashik actually should be, but I kind of think of like the, the 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 swords, you know, the circle of the swords and, and shit, yep. like that bluish one. I think of that one for Hasik. Um, even though he
1: played in both jerseys. Um I'd say Chris Drury too. That was the other forward I was gonna go with. I was like, Ugh. Yeah. Can I say all the important ones right off the bat and leave nobody else? Mirslav Shatan. He's uh Maxim
0: Afanaganov. Afanaganov? Yeah, that that guy had hands, dude. He he was one of the most skilled players when he was uh, playing back in those days and a couple seasons he scored like the, one of the nicer goals of the season too. Like he
1: he was a solid the player for that double for spinorama backhand through the legs tap in.
0: Yeah, that's the one you think of every time. The only thing I remember doing in the NHL, <laughs> uh, he almost had like an Alexander Semenfield to him, eh? Yeah,
1: like those I can see that. Pretty
0: similar players. No
1: slap fights, though.
0: No slap fights. No. Oh my god! Don't ever let Semen fight somebody again. <laughs> oh my god, that was that was the worst uh attempt at fighting you. I think you'll ever see in the NHL ever. Like I've seen, was seen six-year-olds throw
1: tantrums with tighter fists than that. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I'm psyched for uh, for
0: that concept. What do you think the Kraken will do uh, uh, as a third jersey?
1: Something sweet calling back to the Metropolitans.
0: Well, yeah. See, that's what I'm thinking. Do they throw it back? Do they do like the Metropolitan one, where you know you got the the red and green and white stripes? That one, I think. I think if you did that with like, uh, you know, like the old school burgundy style pants and gloves, Ooh. like that, I think that would be a sick look, especially Christmas time. I think it would be. Uh, it it'd look pretty neat, but I would not be mad. Um, at all, if they made a jersey, uh, the same color as like their light blue, like that light blue baby blue uh, practice jersey that they use. Okay, dude, those things are absolutely fire. I would, I would love me one of those, and I would uh, probably probably put veneers on the back. You get a light blue, like actual game jersey like that i think that would be a pretty cool concept for them too but uh if they throw it back to the metropolitans that'd that be a sick idea too so i don't think you can go wrong with either one eh?
1: no i think they're both great concepts should draw yours <laughs> up mm-hmm. oh yeah
0: yeah it wouldn't look that pretty if i drew it <laughs> it
1: would fucking suck by hand.
0: <laughs> i don't have those skills okay you do not have those skills i have to use some technology to draw things up maybe hey siri <laughs> yeah um let's see here and and we have to talk about another edition for this team because i think this is the biggest one uh it's had a huge impact already obviously uh the people are absolutely pumped about this one and that is davy jones the newest member of the seattle kraken the team dog give me your thoughts on this edition
1: well straight off the hop you know he's a good boy two he's He's adorable one of the goodest (laughs) three we have a winning record with him
0: yeah no dude he he is uh he's a cute boy that's for sure hey that's a that's a cute pup to have around the rink and then to name him davy jones too what a perfect fit i love that did you see his collar too and uh and stuff like it had anchors on it and everything like you could tell he's just full supporter you know
1: he game just a fan yeah
0: and like there's there's pictures going around too like he he was watching the games he's a committed fan like he is he's here to stay and yeah you couldn't be more right with the fact that they have a winning record now under uh mr Davy Jones now part of the Kraken organization and yeah it's unbelievable psych to have him around uh and yeah he's just gonna bring those good vibes to to every home game right
1: gonna get the people going and then he's gonna
0: calm them down with some nice pets uh, i wonder if he'll be on the road at some point do a little road trip with the boys
1: i can't see that going that great can you imagine having the dog in the in the car or on the plane <laughs> Dude, it'd be awesome i guess they always have to put him in
0: cages and shit when they travel but <laughs> besides that uh you know he'd be uh he'd be a good good bonus to the locker room definitely so why don't we jump in to the Krakens first win in nine games happened a few days ago against the Chicago Blackhawks. They beat them three, two in a shootout win and just ended it off in the best fashion possible to, uh, you know, you got your guy, you know, Donnie, Mr. Don Scoy there. Hasn't scored a goal all year. And He's the one to get the shootout winner. How crazy of a game was this, Durham?
1: Well, it's wild because he's going to have a game-winning goal without having a goal scored.
0: Yeah, I know. It is It is pretty wild, actually, when you think about it that way. But, yeah, how, how good did it feel to just watch a Kraken win after all this time, too?
1: It felt like such a weight off of my shoulders, so I can't imagine what it felt like for those guys. <laughs> no kidding. I couldn't imagine how good they felt after
0: that man it nine game losing streak like how crazy is that like yeah to come out of that with a win finally uh that's big and yeah let's just get right into some of the game notes here and some some key things that happened in the game uh obviously it was Grubauer and Net and Like we said before, Driggs was put on COVID protocol. So uh, because of like travel restrictions and whatnot, they couldn't call up Joey. So they had Anton Bebo backing up. Uh, So a little interesting there to see him get the call up. But obviously, that's what they had to go with. And then before the game, obviously, too, um, Hackstall just threw things uh, in a blender again with the lines, didn't he?
1: Yeah, I just mixed everything up. You know, got McCann between JoJo and Eberly, and then Wenberg centering Yarncrock and Gord. Gord slipped over to the right wing for this one there. Shea Hands move up to the third with Donato and Appleton. And then you got Colin Blackwell and Jonas Donskoy with Alexander True in the middle there on the forwards.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was interesting to see some of those changes. What do you think of Gord being on the wing?
1: I like it. I mean, I kind of like his versatility. He's going to be moved around all the time. I don't think he's permanent on the wing.
0: No, I don't think so either.
1: If he's being used to try and get some people going, then I don't mind.
0: No. And, and then, you know, a bit of changes on the back end to, uh, you know, Gio was uh, paired up with uh, the young kid, Will Borgen. Uh, and then we had Dunn and Larson paired up and then, you know, the big shutdown pair of Susie and a uh, big rig Alexia too. So I love, I love when they're paired together. They, they seem to play real well and, and play a bit, a big heavy style game. So I love that third pairing there.
1: They had a little goal scoring too.
0: Oh, they did. They did too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting in this game. Uh, you know, things got started uh, with a super weak call actually against Chicago and that, you know, Unfortunately, it didn't lead to anything for the Kraken. Neither team scored, but the Kraken had a good first power play there. They had three decent shots on net. Uh, and then, yeah, they get a second power play off another pretty weak cross-check. And, you know, that fourth liner, Donskoy draws it. So, <laughs> you know, he's bringing, he's bringing something to the game every night. You got to love it. It might not be goals, but he's bringing something, right?
1: Yeah, that if it's not goals or drawing penalties, it's probably an assist. He's been racking them up, too.
0: Yeah, he has been, but uh, unfortunately, it only brought them to uh, an 0-2 start on the power play early on in the game. Then uh, what, heading in, heading in, Chicago only what given up like one power play goal against in their last four games. So uh, crazy little stat there, too, right?
1: Yeah, that's not not something you want to go against, especially when your power play has been kind of floundering all year. I know we've been hot the last week or so there, but uh, let's see which one of these is going to break our power play or their penalty kill.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was like the the Kraken really started out chancing Chicago too near the end of the first, but uh, you know, it was a goalie, it was a goalie fucking duo in this game. It, both goalies were hot and. You know, the flower showed up, and he was coming up big for Chicago. Like He was denying some grade-A chances, some grade-A shots from the slot, and that that was keeping this thing tied up in that first period, eh?
1: Yeah, he certainly had a good game and came out hot from the start there, too. And you know what? Uh, stick taps to Will Borgen, too, who throws down Mike Hardman after he hit McCam pretty hard. Borgen's a big kid. He's thrown the hands a couple times this season now. You just love to see it.
0: No, you do, and yeah, McCann was kind of caught in the open, open ice there, and he took that hard hit. And Borgen didn't, you know, hesitate at all to jump in there and just, I, uh, you know, it wasn't a big, big fight, but he was throwing throwing his hands down and he took him down. So you love to see Borgen step up there, and and especially a teammate like McCann, who's been a huge part of this Kraken team already this year, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. And then after 20 minutes of play, you know, uh, Kraken may have had an 8-5 lead in shots, really dominating the last half of the first, but still finished scoreless.
0: Yeah, it did finish scoreless. And honestly, what a pace it was to start the second te- the second period there. Like, both teams came out flying. There's tons of chances back and forth. And then, unfortunately, Goy got caught throwing a, a puck off uh, the face-off. So that, uh, that sent the... Uh, the hawks to the power play there in the second and uh it was like the second time of the night too and the kraken they'd killed it they'd kill it off though and leaving both teams at zero for two on the night so far in the game right
1: mr negativity talking about the power play i like to think both teams are two for two on the penalty kill
0: well i guess so right i guess you know the stats don't lie so you're correct sir
1: power of positive thinking (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah and then shortly after that though chicago would break the goalless drought in the game uh off a bit of a turnover on the rush from donato uh the kraken d were kind of caught sleeping there and kubalik gets a clear breakaway and he snapped it over group hours blocking there for the one nothing lead oh he let that thing go too that was a cannon that that was actually kubalik's he's a pure sniper that guy but Dunn would tie the game right back up with a beautiful rip from the point. And just like that one, one game, right?
1: Yeah. And you know, it's really nice to see Dunn finally finding some consistency with his offense, you know, three assists in his last six games coming in, pops a goal tonight. Good for him to get going.
0: Oh yeah. Always good to see, uh, you know, your defenseman heating up. Uh, But unfortunately that pedal trouble, it kept continuing for the crack. And in that second period and Chicago, once again, they would take that lead right back uh, this time. It would be uh, off of a bit of a rebounder in front and it would be Hagel who, who pops that rebounder in. given the Chicago Blackhawks, the two one lead heading into the third period, right?
1: Yeah. I don't like that. Our penalty kill broke. I was hoping it would be yeah. theirs.
0: Yeah. Uh, but this game would get tied back up on a beautiful two on one between uh, Donato and Appleton. Uh, Donato makes the smart play there. He, he kept the puck uh, throws that uh, throws a shot on net, but then is able to pick his own rebound up. Uh, and then that would even up the game early in the third period and, and give them more life back into this hockey game.
1: And only for life to get taken away by the penalty trouble from the Kraken right after taking their fifth of the game. But luckily they get it killed off with four huge saves from Group. dude was just on fire tonight
0: yeah he was he was uh making some big saves there and i just couldn't believe how many penalties they they kept taking there it was nuts eh?
1: you know coach probably said before the game all right guys let's stay disciplined out there always happens
0: always happens but I mean, to be fair, like refs were calling some weak ones at the start of the game. They called another one against Chicago right after they called that fifth one against Seattle. Uh, so Seattle would go back to the power play. They have a lot of good chances. But McCann, buddy, uh, Rob, F- Flower just comes across with his glove and just absolutely robs McCann on that play. I couldn't believe it. That was a huge save, right?
1: Yeah, Flower just showing his athleticism there, just getting across, just... This is mine now. Thank you very much, Jared. Much like practicing in Pittsburgh again.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, showing every, uh, every crack and every single reason why, you know, he's the reigning Vesna winner there. My God, that was unreal. Uh, and then, yeah, with just, what, under seven minutes to go there, McCann gets hauled down on the breakaway, leading to the first ever Seattle Kraken penalty shot attempt. McCann takes the puck from center ice, skates in and is denied from the flower. Once again, I mean, the guy was on fire. It's hard to, hard to shoot on flower on a, on a penalty shot too. He's really good in that situation, but uh, that could have been a pretty amazing game winning goal there.
1: Yeah, that would have been great, but you know, unfortunately, so that wasn't the W, but we got from some free hockey. So, Plus side,
0: power oh, of positive thinking a, again. Exactly, that's a check mark every time in our books when uh, when we see some free hockey, and it's not something that the Kraken have. Uh, you know, they've only gone to overtime. I think it was two or three games before this one. So, uh, you know, they haven't went the distance a lot this year, which is a, uh, I don't know. You could call it strange, I guess. Uh, just the way it goes, I guess both they bl- they blown they blown a lot of leads in the third i guess <laughs> but Arizona. you know what it it would go to ot it was exciting but it wouldn't solve anything and you know thanks to flurry because he, he made a, a bunch of big saves again so the game would go to a shootout and it was only their second shootout of the season <laughs> and uh you know it was an exciting one aberly goes down he gets the first shot misses Then it's up to Devon Taves. He is denied by Grubauer. Uh, And then it's Donato. He kind of comes in with some patience, uh, fakes out flurry and scores. That was an absolute beauty goal right there by Donato.
1: That was a great goal by Donato. But who the hell came in and shot for Chicago? Uh, Did I say Devon Taves? (laughs)
0: Maybe I don't think he plays for Chicago. I don't think that guy plays for Chicago. Maybe he dressed. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it is a team that starts with C.
0: <laughs> Holy shit! I, you said Devon <laughs> Jonathan Taves was denied by Grubauer. He's
1: Jesus. On a good deal. I should have. He didn't bought. even score. Man, Who didn't a... score either. Patrick came. Opportunity, Seattle
0: yeah they had a and then you know what they throw Don going out there with the opportunity to win the game and the guy with no goals on the year they send him out they're like you got this you can score Barry's the winner are you fucking kidding me durham you can't make that up that was an amazing game right there uh the kraken you know they end their their winless streak with their first ever shootout victory in history so what a way to top it off right
1: yeah, everybody gets to feel good at the end of this one. Jonas Donskoy just walks in like, i fucking scored goals before. I'm just going to pop that in the top shelf. Game over, bitch.
0: Yeah, no, oh, that was, a, that was beautiful, it. eh? He comes in, a little fake, and then flicks it top shelf there. Like, he made it look like he, he's been doing it all season long, hasn't he?
1: Yep, he's got 27 in the back of the net. They're just all in practice, but he doesn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately they don't come up on uh on the stats sheets.
0: So puck, no, don't lie. A, puck don't lie, huge win though. Uh, that was awesome to get that win. And you know, the next game they'd be coming in game number 39 on the season a couple days later. Uh, you know, they end up getting another victory, another big victory for this team. So they went three two there. And what did you think of this game?
1: I thought it was kind of slow start. But came out, found the way, got the W. What the fuck's Donato doing on the fourth line? Those are my thoughts. That's,
0: That's my thoughts too. I'm actually like, like livid. I'm actually livid that they have Donato, who just so everyone knows is tied for third in goals on this hockey team playing on the fourth line. Explain that to me.
1: I wish I could, but I was even just going to say, I mean, Donato's got like what, all but maybe two of his goals in the last three weeks. It feels like
0: that. Uh, I mean, he, he goes on his little streaks, that's for sure. But uh, if this team's lacking goal scoring, why are we playing our third best goal scorer on the fourth line? I mean, you're yeah, you're trying to spread things out. But in my eyes, like the, the, the guy is deserved, uh, you know, more minutes on the ice than that.
1: Do we have enough goals that we should be spreading them out? I don't,
0: I mean, not really. Should be stacking them up a bit, but hey, I'm not behind the bench. So I'm, you know, I'm not coach hack. So I can't make those decisions, which is unfortunate, but Hey, getting back into this one, it was Carson Kuhlman. He was making his debut and he was actually on the third line uh, so with Geeky and, and Donskoy. So the guy who hadn't played a game for the organization already gets put in front of Donato. Uh, is that like a slap in the face? I don't know.
1: I, I mean, I can kind of see Hacksaw's point of view there is get the guy. Because on the fourth line, if you're going to go in and maybe play six minutes, it's like, ah oh, fuck, well, I didn't really get to see what he could offer to the team. So at least yeah, in third true. you might get 11 minutes in your first game or two so then after that Hackstall should be like yeah I know what you are get Ryan yeah. his ice time No no I I get that
0: that that does make sense and obviously yeah you you got to see what the guy's capable of and that's not bad to be starting with a on a line with Kiki and Donnie there that, that's a not a bad little pairing to you know go find some chemistry with right away so Uh, I I don't mind it, but uh, yeah, I just wish it wasn't uh, Donato who was on that fourth-line position, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But hopping back into uh, kind of the highlights of the game, I believe you already mentioned it, first period. What was that? There was nothing to that first period. That was uh, a horrible start for them. Uh, They turned a puck over right in front of Grubauer, 38 seconds in, and then Hurdle scores the first goal of the game? Like, Come on. After a big win like that, that's how you're going to start?
1: Yep, we're going to get the pacemakers going. Get Whoa, the people like feeling the, it.
0: The slow pacemakers? Because that's pretty much what this period was. There's not a whole lot of action at all. Like, you know, Gord, he drew a penalty, you know, by driving the slot with his speed, uh, you, know, you know, being the shift disturber that he is. Uh, but the Kraken didn't even have a single shot on net and uh, on their only power play there. And they only registered five on net in the the full first period. So are are, you, are we confirming ice tilt there or just, uh, you know, slow legs, slow pacemakers?
1: I don't know. You know someone's going to comment, just get good. Always just happens. Good.
0: Just do better. <sighs> Fucking EA. Um, but – the second period, though, started off with a big goal from uh, the guy we've been pumping his tires here, Carson Soucy. Uh He got things going for the Kraken in the game, and uh, that was a snipe from Susie there. He unloaded that wrister over the shoulder of uh, Aiden Hill, who was in net for uh, San Jose in this game, and that was his defenseman leading fifth goal for the Kraken at that point, right?
1: At that point? Is that some foreshadowing?
0: Maybe we'll just have to find out here. I like that. That's ominous. 38 seconds. Um, Seattle they had a waved off goal for an offside, which uh, you know, was challenged by San Jose there. Uh, that was unfortunate. It was offside though. Uh, you know, that would have been nice to get that lead, but then guess who?
1: Carson Susie
0: Susie with the saucer shot right between the legs of Hill. That one is gonna count, and that gets. Susie, his second of the game there, uh, and sixth on the season. Uh, that stick was hot that night, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, everything he was touching was getting to the net, and he hit one with a post or, or hit a post with one as well. So, you know, inches from getting the hattie for Seattle defenseman to bury one, it would have been. Oh, yeah, that was close,
0: too. That, uh, I think, came off um, San Jose. Like, they almost made it 3-1 three, three there. San Jose got into some penalty trouble uh, and it kind of led to a very short 5-on-3 opportunity, uh, but the, the bounces didn't really go their way. And then the action wasn't done this fat period either, was it? We had some scrapping going on.
1: No, how'd you uh, phrase it on Twitter there? Some you know, some uh, people coming in and uh, hitting our captain?
0: Yeah, well, let's just say mm-hmm. Captain Geo, he takes a big hit. Uh, kind of in the corner from a guy with the last name Raska. Don't even know this guy comes in. He's ru- runs your captain like that. Uh, so Susie, the guy who's been scoring all the goals, he steps in. He's, you know, he goes to fight him. And then all of a sudden just captain Gio just comes around the corner. And he's like, he's like, hold the fuck on here. He, he's like, no, this, this guy's mine. You know, he's like, he's like, I'm coming back from around the corner uh and he looked at raska and you could just see it in his eyes like uh they just went black he tosses his bucky off and absolutely just starts pumping this kid about eight uppercuts in a row and that guy i think he dropped harder than a beat at a nightclub there that was just it was just a shit show pumping by uh by the captain there so i think yeah i think i tweeted it out i said don't fuck with geo don't fuck with our captain or else you're going to be eating uppercuts for dinner so that's kind of what this guy did uh so what do you think of that fight what do you think of uh geo stepping up and you know taking out the guy who hit him and not uh, you know
1: dealing with it himself fucking loved it you, it's so great to have your captain your leader and then an, let's be honest an old guy too come in and go hey fuck this kid you can't do that to me or anybody else on this team we're the goddamn Seattle Kraken who the fuck are you
0: honestly I don't even know I've I've never even heard of Raska I've heard of Raxa but that's a different player Raska get out of here guy you don't be don't be running the captain of a team like that in like your third NHL game like get out of here son uncalled for but hey you paid for it so you know and that would kind of end off that second period too with it was two one after two you know hell of a turnaround from the boys in that period too it's eh? like so much more speed they actually four checked re- really well in that and you know all those scoring chances that they got off the four checking led to some goals and a lead going into the third
1: Lead going into the third haven't had one of those in a little while they're nice They are unfortunately Carson Susie having a hell of a night gets caught in a little bit of a slashing battle and somehow he's the only one to get sent off for it. The Kraken would do a hell of a job penalty killing though. So, you know, eat it sharks. Yeah. And then they'd
0: answer right back with a beauty little pass from behind the net from the geek squad, throwing a little saucy pass to a wide open yarn Croc, And he nails that one T-bomb right to the back of the net just like that, we extend that lead, and now it's a 3-1 lead for the Kraken in the third.
1: Love it. That was Yarncroft's 100th career goal, too, and his 11th point in his last 13 games. How are you, Mel?
0: How are you? No, that guy's been hot, eh? and at the right time, too. Not that I want to see him go, but he, he's looking more promising. Like That could be a good trade chip for you know future pieces for this cracking uh for this Kraken organization just gonna throw it out there i don't want him off the team but you know he's at the end of his uh contract too so it, it's a likely scenario let's just put it that way right
1: yeah we can just trade him and then sign him in the offseason
0: mm-hmm. and then you know just like that some more uh some more penalty trouble too uh a hook and call against lazan Leads to the sharks scoring on a power play from you know their hottest goal scorer, Timo Meyer making it 3-2. And what's that six goals for Meyer in his you know past two games, you know, at this point of time. Not Is that too good? bad.
1: That seems good. I don't
0: know. It seems good. I don't know. It might be
1: Can six confirm? goals.
0: Holy shit, Meyer. Go off. Then yeah, immediately after that goal, too, Lazan. Takes another high sticking call, like immediately after coming out of the butt the box there, and he would head straight back into the box. Like, what the heck, my guy? Like out here trying to uh, trying to lose the game on purpose? Like, what is that?
1: Somebody's got a huge bet on the over.
0: <laughs> Someone in his family or something is that? Are you gonna? I don't know. I don't you know. Might have been on social media. You gonna tweet that?
1: Jesus, no. Are you
0: confident? Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, I'd advise you probably not to, not to make a, allegations like that. But you know what? The penalty trouble didn't even stop there. Crack can get their fourth penalty and third after getting called for too many men there or of the third, sorry. So their fourth penalty of that period, they got called for the too many men. And ju- yeah, just when you think Seattle is going to put the game away with a nice empty netter, another weak ass call on Appleton for tripping. And it's at 107 left in the third, you know, given the, the crack and a bit of last minute scares there, eh?
1: Yeah, this is where the pacemakers really got going. Just,
0: yeah, it's always nerve wracking, first off, when you're trying to kill that, or, uh, you know, you got the one goal lead, you know, they're going to be pulling their goalie and pressing hard. And then you get that, uh, that penalty called with 107 left, makes it pretty tough. But, the boys ultimately win this game. They kill off that last minute seven and give themselves a two game winning streak for the squid squad there. That means two games with Davy Jones in the, you know, quote unquote lineup. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, right?
1: The dog days are not over. They're just getting started, folks.
0: They're just getting started, right? These are the dog days now for uh, the Seattle Kraken, and the uh, and Davy Jones is leading that way. So, you know, it was quite awesome to see the Kraken uh, pull off not just the, that one win there against Chicago, getting some redemption. But now they, uh, now they're two for two against San Jose so far this season. They had a three one win and a three two win, uh, and I believe. They had uh, Drieger in net for the first one and now Grubauer in net for this one. So uh, early on, it's appearing that they kind of have the shark's number and they're proving that um, the kraken are the apex predator of the oceans.
1: It sounds right to me. I mean, they're way bigger, way scarier. I've seen a shark. I've never seen a kraken. That just Mm -hmm. sounds terrifying.
0: (laughs) Kind of does. You've seen a shark?
1: Yeah, everybody's watched Discovery Channel.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, real life shark. Come on, bro. Come
1: on. Those are fake sharks?
0: No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I'm asking if you've seen one in real life, son. Not that TV fake ass Shark Week shit where they make them out to be crazy predators and spread false flag information on sharks. That's what they do. Fake news. It is fake news.
1: No, oh, it was Yeah, awesome. I think I've seen a shark. I think I've been to an aquarium. Have you seen a shark?
0: I can't recall if I've seen maybe, maybe in Toronto at an aquarium, but we're, we're some uncultured Canadian guys here who apparently we don't, you know, spend Visit much sharks. time in the, in the oceans. So just the way it is, just That's the, way, just it is, the right? way it is. And uh, okay. So next game we go in here and that was last night's game. Um, yeah. Things didn't go too well, did it?
1: No, that fucking sucked.
0: Yeah, it was a big five nothing loss against St. Louis last night and to sum it up really, I mean, bit of a bit of a shit shit the bed in that game, right?
1: Yeah, that was uh not a great effort on the back to back. I mean, I understand guys are tired, but that kind of that looked shitty.
0: Yeah it kind of felt shitty to watch as well, but I mean, Joey Decord, it's the back-to-back game. So you got to throw him in net. That's the smart thing to do. And, you know, I love this kid. Every time he comes up, he's, he's got the best quotes. He's got the best vibes going on. And, you know, obviously been a big fan of his since his Ottawa days in that organization. Uh, So he would get the start in the game and, you know, early on, Uh, the Kraken, you know, they get their first power play, but unfortunately, it was actually the Blues who who was uh, the first to score and they scored shorthanded on a two-on-one goal from Bozak there, and yeah, things didn't get any better either for them, like Larson tries clearing a puck, he flicks it into the stands, and that would lead to a power play goal for the Blues, uh, for Braden Shen there, that was a tough one too, right?
1: Yeah, talk about losing the special teams battle. Guys, their power play and their penalty kill are outscoring us. We're fucked.
0: Yeah, and, and that was a tough one there for Joey. Uh, you see O'Reilly gets a nice tip in front there from the slap pass from Perron, and it's just kind of able to squeak through the legs of uh, Joey there, and, and Shen puts it home. So, yeah, like you said, pretty shitty start for special teams uh, for the Kraken in, in that first period. And, you know, this the second period was... Not that bad, actually. It it was a good competitive period. Like uh, It started off with Joey making some huge saves, too. Like He made that toe save to start the period. Uh, When he slid across, he robbed O'Reilly there. That was huge. And then throughout that period, he was making some other big saves. He made one on Barbashev out front, too. He had a wide-open chance. So, uh, you know, he looked really solid, and and he looked way more comfortable uh, in that second period, I thought.
1: Yeah, I thought in the second period he looked a lot better, but something i definitely noticed this game is Seattle gives up so many odd man opportunities.
0: Yeah, they did in that game, and that's tough for a goalie, man. Like, uh, those odd man opportunities, like, those are some of the, the toughest ones to stop. So it's it's hard to be like, oh, they lost 5 nothing. That must have been a bad game for Joy DeCore. Like, no, it's it, that's not always how it is. Like, um, it's too bad they couldn't find a goal in that second period because that was their best opportunity to do so. Uh, they had a lot of great looks. I think Geeky had a nice look there. Donato, uh, he had a nice shot on that. Even Shea had a little breakaway chance too. But uh, I guess you got to give credit where it's due.
1: That's fair.
0: Billy, That's fair. Billy Huso, Billy you know, got to admit, he had no an outstanding game in net for, uh, for St. Louis there. That's their backup. And uh, I think we mentioned him when we did our preview. He was four and two at the the time. Now he's six and two after this game. So his numbers continue to get better. And he stopped, you know, he stopped all, what, 27 shots in this game uh, for the Kraken. And 15 of those came in the second period alone. So uh, it could have been a lot different of a game if the Kraken were able to bury one of those in the second, I thought.
1: Yeah, because then in the third things come off the rails pretty quick. We quick, quickly, Jesus, speak English. Pretty quickly after the Kraken surrendered a three-on-two goal from Buchnevich just twenty-four seconds in. I think this is the one where you look at it and the team's kind of just defeated after that. They knew it wasn't. They weren't going to come back. They had a lot of their opportunities in the second there, and there was a couple chances, especially you know the uh, four-nothing goal here, where the team just looked defeated.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That uh, giving up that goal twenty four seconds in—that is a momentum killer—and kind of yeah. After that, you could tell, you could tell things kind of came off the rails even more. So, you know, to follow that up, uh, you give up the penalty shot goal uh, from Pareko. There, you know, he had a nice poke on Eberle to get around him and get that breakaway, but yeah, Eberle kind of had to hook him on that play. Franco goes in and, uh, you know, scores that goal. And, you know, I, I believe there's a, I think I've seen a stat. I had to pull it up. Uh, I think St. Louis tweeted it. It's worth mentioning. that's the first penalty shot by a Blues defenseman since February 3rd,
1: 1985. No shit. Ten so years neither before, of us were alive. No,
0: 10 years before I was even born just insane to think about and he scores on it. So just, you know, kind of one of those games, one of those periods. And then to end it off, uh, Jordan Cairo, he stuffs home that dirty little dangle to gets around and tucks it inside the post there to make it a five, nothing game. The boys just didn't have it last night. Did they?
1: No, certainly not. I mean, it fucking sucks after having the streak of two in a row there, but on the bright side, Positive thinking, everybody. We get to start Positive a new streak. Thinking.
0: And you know, St. Louis had some bodies back that they didn't have last week too. And like we talked about in previous podcasts, they are they have some crazy depth on that team, and and uh, they're no joke. They're they're a legit. Uh, I want to say Stanley Cup contender because I, I I really think they have that potential.
1: I agree with you there. They're getting contributions for everyone throughout the lineup. Solid mm-hmm. goaltending, no matter who's in the net. Yep. I like it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like them as a, a pick out of the West, too. Uh, it's obviously going to be a battle. It always is, but y- you never know. And then, you know, we have five games coming up this week. Uh, and we're right back into the thick of the action against Florida tomorrow. That would be Sunday, uh, which would be today, if you're listening to the pod, the day it comes out. Uh, so. <laughs> Florida, we talked about them last time. We previewed the matchup. We weren't sure if if we were going to get this game in or not. We didn't. Um, What else is there to say about this team other than they can't stop scoring and they can't stop winning, and they just fed the Oilers a 6-0 loss and three jerseys on the ice. So, you know, they're helping that
1: meltdown continue yeah the only positive look here sorry i know only positive i'm trying to stay nice everybody is they only scored two goals last game against vancouver so like maybe we get a shot here
0: well not only that but remember who uh who beat them last time in florida to end like a 10 game home home winning streak the boys that was the kraken baby so right back in them to face them for the second time this is their last matchup and at least they have that confidence going in that hey we've done it against this team already let's go out there and put in a good effort and come out with a w that's pretty much all you can ask for right i mean florida goes in with like a what is it 27 8 and 5 record so uh, yeah that's just top top of the league for a reason right
1: yeah, they're certainly crushing it. They're not letting anything bug them.
0: No. And, you know, when you talk about teams like, you know, Stanley Cup contenders, uh, they're at the top of my list. I I, I truly think if they would have beat Tampa last year, uh, they would have went all the way as well. So just throwing that out there, they just didn't have the goaltending in that first
1: round to do it. Every other year.
0: Every For other Bromson's year.
1: motto. Craig yeah. Anderson, too.
0: So not only uh, we got Florida Sunday, and then we have a pretty packed schedule as well during the whole next week. It is back at home for the last game of six at home against Nashville. Uh, That's Tuesday. And then on the road for three games to end the week. So we got Nashville. This is the second time we're facing them as well uh, this season. Pulled off uh, the very first ever win in Kraken history against this team. A nice uh, 4-3-W earlier on in the year. Nashville is going to come in with, um, I believe, I don't know if they face tonight, but currently they have a 25-14-3 record. And uh, Give me your thoughts on this matchup here against Nashville and what to expect.
1: Well, they're going to bring a little more offense than the Nashville we've come to know over the last couple of years. I mean, Roman Yossi is still Roman Yossi, but Matt Duchesne's kind of rediscovered his game and ignited his offense as well. And UC Saros has definitely established himself as a starting goaltender in the league. I mean, over, I mean, no, last year was his first full year without Renee being there as well. And then we saw that and how he handled Caroline in the first round of the playoffs and how he's playing this year is phenomenal.
0: Yeah, not only starting goalie, but he's already pushing that elite goalie echelon. E- echelon in the upper echelon in the league there. Like the fact that this guy gets away with uh, the numbers he does. Uh, like Nashville gives, uh, like Nashville's a great team. They are, but they give up a lot of shots and they give up a lot of opportunities. And Saros is constantly having games of like thirty. 35 even up to the 40 saves in a game it's it's ridiculous i think um if i had to pick a team mvp it's a very tough battle but i think slightly slightly i think i got Soros just ahead of yossi for this team
1: i'd agree with that i mean the guys running a freaking 242 goals against average and a 924 save percentage like those are pretty good numbers on a team that doesn't have a lot of elite talent
0: yeah, and yeah, a team that kind of lost some of their defensive depth too in the off season. So, uh, I, I I'm not gonna lie, I didn't see Nashville in this situation at the halfway point of the season.
1: No, neither did I. I had them fighting for a playoff spot, not fighting for mm-hmm. first in the division.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I, I do expect a good matchup here to end the you know end the home stand for the Kraken here. Uh, the biggest thing for them is going to, you know, get as many shots on net as possible because Nashville gives up shots and, you know, they play tight in the box, but they give up a lot of those outside shots, uh, you know, around the perimeters. So just kind of getting in there and for checking hard and seeing what you can create and, you know, maybe just get a lot of traffic in front of Saros because he's seeing things pretty good for that team. Then so moving on after that, what on the Thursday, the 27th of January, they got a big matchup
1: against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Are you pumped about this one or what? I'm so excited. I don't know who I'm going to cheer for. That's I'm lying. I totally know who I'm going to cheer for.
0: I was going to kick you off the stream for a second there. Can I I come uh, back on after? Well, you know, don't, you know, don't play games like that, you know? Sorry. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's okay. You grew up, you're like, oh my God, I love Crosby so much. I got to cheer for Pittsburgh now for my whole life. So, you know, I get it. You're a big Pittsburgh fan. Crosby was a big part of that. Um, you know, they're 24, 10 and five. Again, it's like, is this team ever going to miss playoffs? It doesn't seem like it. You know, they're hot again. You know what, Jari's having a huge bounce back season. After last season, he's got some of the best numbers, of any goalie in the league too. Uh, and then it, it was crazy, right? Like obviously Pittsburgh dealt with their injuries uh, early on in the season, but you know, they, they held pretty good. they held pretty good. And then not only did they do that, they're putting up, uh, you know, above 5% or, you know, 500 numbers there uh, to stay, you know, pretty relevant. And then they went on a huge winning streak there just recently, didn't they? Yeah, they won, 10 in a row I think it was 10 yeah
1: I think it was 9 or 10 before Dallas ended it I think it was 10 and then Dallas beat them and then they won like three after that but they're hot I mean they are Sid's come back he's like hey boys I know I'm 34 but I'm just gonna go on like a 1.3 points per game pace for the rest of the season if you don't mind I had a first shitty eight games but I didn't have any fucking summer training and I also had surgery is it okay if I take the first two weeks that I come back off? And they're like, yeah, Sid, don't worry about it. We don't have Malkin or Gensel or Latang right now, but it's fine. You can suck for now. And he's like, thanks, guys. No problem. I'll just go score 30 points my next 20 games. <laughs> yeah,
0: basically. And they didn't have Rust for a while too, right? He was I fucking guy. forgot about Rust. <laughs> yeah, you did. Like, I just traded for him in fantasy score. I'm pumped about that. Smart play. I. It is. It is. Um, so yeah, that's a big matchup, uh, against a very tough Pittsburgh team. So their first kind of three games coming up this week, all very tough games. Uh, and then they continue their metropolitan division road trip, uh, with a game on Saturday against the New York Islanders. This is a team who has, you know, went to, uh, the conference final back to back seasons, and you know big things were expected out of them again this season and that hasn't been the case 13 13 and 6 uh you know what to expect out of this matchup
1: hopefully a w i mean the islanders haven't been that great this year they're obviously missing jordan everly he was the glue that held that team together because that's what's missing right
0: Yeah, so big revenge game there for uh, Jordan Everly coming back and playing for his former squad there. So that's exciting. Uh, He gets to do it in New York too. Uh, Yeah, definitely hoping for a win in this one. Uh, It's going to be interesting. I I definitely predict that low-scoring game that uh, the Islanders play. And uh, yeah, definitely low-scoring. It's going to be a defensive battle in that game, no doubt, right?
1: Yeah, and then they'll make us look like idiots, and both of us predict like two one, and it'll be six four. Yeah, I'll go with two one. I'll go two uh, one win. I'll go two one as well in overtime.
0: Oh, okay. So it's a little I'll different.
1: Three, it's a little different, but it. I'll go it's three one.
0: Then. Oh well, fuck me. Three one empty netter.
1: Okay. All um, right. Don Scully
0: with the empty netter, of course. Really? That's <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. You're back on here. the Don Scully train obviously i never hopped off it what are you talking about <laughs> touche and yeah it's a packed schedule for them so not only do they play the islanders there on that saturday but uh, they stay in new york for the night and you have a game against uh you know that almighty new york rangers team uh the next day on the sunday and i believe that's a is an afternoon game or like uh like lunchtime i i i have to pull up the schedule to see here because I know it's not. Uh, no, it's not a nighttime game. Yeah, both okay, New so York games are 11... afternoon. They're both okay. It's that sucks. I might end up missing both for work, but we'll see. We'll see what the old schedule is like. Um, yeah, the, so twelve o'clock game my time, which is Mountain. So you know, minus an hour if you're in the Pacific, plus two hours if you're uh, in the Eastern time zone there with uh Durham's time zone so
1: uh, and if you're in yeah, a different one just figure it out yourself
0: yeah if you're a different one i, I don't even care where you live <laughs> no, i'm joking <laughs> so yeah 12 o'clock p.m uh for me anyways uh, on that saturday and then 11 a.m on the sunday so i think that's yeah 10 a.m there in the pacific standard time zone That's a, that's a nice way to start your Sunday, wake up, you know, watch a couple hours of hockey. Hopefully uh, it's a nice, exciting game. That's going to be another, another tough matchup. And uh, you know, they faced the Rangers earlier in the season. And uh, I remember that being quite the pace to it. Uh, You know, two teams playing with a ton of speed. Uh, You know, the Rangers bring a lot of that to their lineup. They got a lot of young guys in that uh, lineup too, who, uh, haven't exactly broke out uh, in the NHL yet, points-wise, have they?
1: Would you be uh, possibly referring to a couple of top two picks? I think I am. Okay. I think I am. Do you know I definitely know names? who you're talking about.
0: Capo Caco. Capo Caco? It's one of the, one of the and, funnest uh, names to say uh, in the whole see. NHL.
1: Yeah. yeah. Lafreniere we- Capo? You think I could teach my dad how to say capo caco in five minutes? No. Ah, no that was a good 45-minute adventure. Cap, capo caco? Right? How easy is that?
0: It feels easy. Capo caco. Cacowogging? Uh, yeah. No, Steve. <laughs> no, Steve. Uh, no, it's actually – it'll be another fast, uh, fast-paced game for sure. The 26-10-4 as we speak. Obviously, they'll play some games during the week uh, to change that record up. But, you know, being led by their top dogs and the top dogs on that team, obviously their biggest signing, uh, what was it, two years ago now, Artemi Panarin uh, leading their team. And uh, Zabinajad having a a nice little bounce back now too. He's their top centerman. And, uh, you know, I think they're, they're getting a ton of goal scoring from Chris Kreider too this season, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they are getting a lot. He was kind of really hot off the start there, too. He's at 26 right now. He's kept that pace going. Sabina has got up to 15 after a real slow start to his year, too. But one I yeah. kind of didn't see coming, and I know he scores a lot of points, but Adam Fox leads this team in points.
0: Yeah, and I was just going to mention that, too. He has, what is it, 43 points in 41 games. Impressive. Yeah, had to save the best for last there. And, uh, you know, that's a hell of a pace so far. And he's uh, maybe one point off the defenseman lead in the NHL or two points off. I think Makar leading the way right now. I think it's him, Hedman, and Fox who are all the, the top uh, point getters in the NHL right now. Anyways, this guy's just an absolute stud. Uh, he could be the first defenseman to... Get two Norris trophies back to back seasons in gosh, a long time. Longer than I can Obviously remember. I was gonna s I was literally gonna say maybe Lindstrom. Maybe Lidstrom, not Lindstrom.
1: Here's a little Lindstrom. stat to pump Fox's tires towards that second Norris. So he's got forty-three points, right? Yep. Every other defenseman that has played a game for the Rangers this season combined has 43 points. Wow. That's no
0: joke, that's no joke right there. Um, how many on the power play?
1: Curious. I don't know. You have to give <laughs> okay. me a minute. I wasn't ready for that. I okay, thought there was well, no cross examination here. Well, I mean, there's gonna be once
0: I have those stats, but because uh, you, you got to imagine uh, the Rangers' power play percentage right now is got to be in the the upper echelon too. In the 18 NHL, eighteen power play points. 18 power play points 40 wow that's you know what that's pretty good like 18 is a good amount especially at the halfway mark of the year there 41 games exactly for him so you know the fact that he's on pace for 86 points right now is ridiculous
1: if fox only scored power play points he would still lead the rangers d in points
0: (laughs) yeah yeah not a big deal or maybe it is a big deal i i'm not sure yet but I don't need to ask. That is good. That <laughs> that is good. Yeah, and and that's wild. So, uh, yeah, credit credit to him. You're gonna have to shut him down and find a way because he's their main quarterback on that power play. So if you want to shut that power play down, you got to get into his his lanes and uh, you know get active sticks and find a way to score on Shesh if if he uh, ends up playing in that game. You might you uh, might see Gorgiev. Backing up, it is the Sunday, they might play on that Saturday too. So it'll be interesting, interesting matchup for the goalies in that game. But yeah, uh, it's gonna be a fun week, tons of games. Looking forward to it, Kraken fans. We're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers, counting down to Super Bowl 56. New customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. If sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on all the action of the divisional round. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Fantasy Football Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So, what to do? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN. THPN for 56-1 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. All right, Kraken fans, welcome back. It is segment time. We have stat of the week ready for you here. And Durham, guess what? Power of positive thinking. Yes, we're going with a positive stat here. Had to, de- had to de- de- dig deep. A little bit for this one, just to find some positive stats. I mean, obviously, you know we're two and one with uh, with Davy Jones in the lineup right now. Huge stat. That's a power stat right there. But that isn't the stat of the week. No, no, no. This is the stat right here. So despite the season the Kraken are having, no, we all know, you know, they're not having the best season. They're tied with three other teams right now. Uh, And those other teams, they all have the second most defensemen on their team to reach double digits in points this season. So, so far, the Kraken have 5D on their team who have already reached double digits in points. Guess who that ties them with?
1: Hmm. Minnesota.
0: No, it doesn't actually. Ties them with Florida, Colorado, and Vegas. So they're all tied. All those teams have five defensemen already on their team who have reached double digits and points. Every other team except for one has less than that. So four, three, two, you get it. You get the gist. But there is one team actually that, uh, that has six defensemen on it who have uh, double digits and points. It's pretty wild, actually. Can you guess? Pretty wild. Pretty wild. Now is it Minnesota? It is Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually shocked that you uh, said that team right off the bat. Like, what made you think Minnesota had a bunch of D scoring? What cool. gave you that that thought? You you did good guessing it, to be honest.
1: Well, to be honest, I just went with Carson Soucy. He's been scoring goals for RD. We got him from Minnesota. Maybe they got something in the water. Maybe. Maybe that that might be the case. But let's
0: just break it down here quickly because I do have the stats. Um, I'll get to those once I find them here. Here we go. Shout out Quan Hockey. Great. Absolute great uh, website here. No free ads, though. (laughs) So, Kraken. They have Vince Dunn. Giordano, Susi, Alexiak, and Larson, all of these defensemen already have at least 10 points or more. Vince Dunn, 15 points, 34 games. Not too bad, actually, leading the team there in in defensemen there for that that stat. So four goals, 11 assists. Second place, we got Mark Giordano, 33 games played, 14 points, four goals, 10 assists. Then in third, Carson Susi, 31 games played, 13 points, but six big goals there and seven assists. Not only that, he is a plus eight, which leads this defenseman, uh, this whole defensive category here. Uh, So that's pretty good on his part. And then coming in fourth, Jamie Alexiak, the big rig. Uh, He's got 11 points in 37 games, Uh, one goal, 10 assists. And then to round it out is Adam Larson with 10 points in 39 games played. He's got the most games played of any defenseman, uh, two goals, 10 assists. And he's also got the worst plus minus at minus 18. So he also plays the most on the shorthanded as well. So yeah, just give me uh,
1: give me your thoughts on that. It's kind of neat, you know, breaking it really down who's got what here and, uh, kind of shocked that there's such a drop between Larson and everybody else for games played.
0: Yeah. I, I think a lot of that is, uh, you know, just COVID. I don't think Larson's really missed anything. I mean, we've, he's missed one game.
1: That's what I'm finding. wild all
0: season. So yeah, that is actually pretty wild. Um, Credit to them. I mean, to round it all off, Lausanne, he's got five points. Hayden Fleury, just the three points, but only 18 games played. And then Borgen, two points so far. uh, You know, one goal, one assist. So um, the crazy thing is uh, for defensemen in the league, shooting percentage, their shot percentage, you know, all together uh, for all the defensemen, guess where they rank in the NHL? Fourth. Fifth. They rank fifth in the NHL. Yeah, I know. Close, close. So the the NHL average right now for defensemen uh, shooting percentage, currently 4.86 is the average for teams. Uh, Seattle sitting at 6.5%. That puts them at fourth. uh, Right ahead of them, Minnesota Wild, then the Rangers, uh, and then Columbus. And that's all between literally 1.8%. And then first place, Colorado, 10.18% their defensemen are shooting right now. They're literally off the charts on this chart. It's actually insane.
1: You got to think that's on the back of Kale McCarr, who only shoots when it's going in.
0: Yeah, what is he? He's got to be shooting 19 or something percent, I bet, if you looked it up. Susie, on the other hand. He's got a really good shooting percentage right now. I, I know I uh, I had it up there. I Let's see if I can find it quickly. Susie's shooting 13.3% himself. So, yeah, he's definitely pumping uh, those stats up for the Kraken D right now. That's uh, pretty ridiculous for a defenseman.
1: Those are but, all Makar yeah. numbers. He's shooting 15.8. Wow. That's close. Okay. That's close. What about
0: uh, Devon Taves, or uh, Jonathan Taves, I should say.
1: Well, now (laughs) I don't know who you want.
0: Devon Taves. Yeah, I can't believe I said Devon Taves earlier, though. Holy.
1: Fucking 12.9. Yeah,
0: no, he's been putting up points. He's like a point a game for that team. Like, what the heck? Isn't that insane?
1: 28 points in 27 games. And then the Mm. Islanders are also like, fuck, we could have had that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no kidding.
1: All right, yeah, He wasn't the problem.
0: We are at the 40-game mark right now, Durham, which means we're one off from being uh, halfway through the season. Of course, it's an 82-game season in the NHL. 41's the halfway, but we're at 40. We're ready to hand out some midseason awards right now. Are you ready for this?
1: I am prepared.
0: Good, because I am going to throw some awards out. And you're going to give me your award winners. Uh, So right off the bat, I'm going to give you a nice tough one. Uh, So 40 games in. Who has been Seattle's best defenseman?
1: I'm going to go with our leading man, the guy who takes charge every night. He's playing both ends of the rink. He's going to get us a first-round pick while he's at it too, Mark Giordano.
0: Nice, I like it. I like the pick. Explain why you're picking Mark Giordano and why you have him here.
1: I kind of just did, but also he's just phenomenal. He does everything for the team. He does both ends of the ice. You know, he's teaching our younger kids how to be handle themselves as pros and bringing things, bringing everybody together as a team. I think in terms of the decor, he's been our most important player back there. And when he's missing, things seem kind of out of whack.
0: Yeah, those are a lot of good reasons right there. And you know, if if you stats aren't always going to do justice, are they? Like you could still go through and point out what this guy does for this team. I mean, he's second in time on ice for defensemen. Uh, he's first in power play time. He, he plays a minute fifteen on average, shorthanded for this team. Uh, like you said, he does it all. Uh, he fights. He scores big goals. He makes big plays. He, he has big hits every now and then as well. Uh, and his compete level is just off the chart. And I think, I think he made the right call with that one. I mean, uh, if I had to pick someone else, I'd, I'd probably go with Susie just based on some of his stats. But again, uh Mark Chirinano is the guy who's playing the hardest minutes and going up against the toughest matchups uh, night in and night out for this team. So I like it. Great pick. Great pick. Moving on here, though. uh, Best forward so far.
1: I'm going to go with uh, our all-star Jordan Eberle. Ooh, okay, okay. Yep. And uh, reason behind? This was a really tough one. You know, there's about three or four forwards who are, all having similar impacts there, but I think Eberle's been a guy who's been able to contribute on both sides, not just as a goal scorer or not just as a playmaker, but he's been able to do both for the team. So whenever someone goes out, like McCann's not potting one in the net here, you see Eberle's able to get one. Or if someone, if Schwartz isn't getting the puck around, getting the apples up, Eberle's finding McCann for a backdoor dish with a little saucer pass through the crease there.
0: No, I like it. Yeah. And and like you said, there's uh, probably three or four guys here that you could really argue for. Um, I think it could easily been Jared McCann too, with how good he's been. And, uh, you know, maybe there wasn't the expectations for a guy like McCann to be a point off from leading this team in, in points right now. So a bit of a shocker in, in that sense, but, um, But it makes sense. Go with the all-star Everly. You know, he's fairly consistent. It's been a rough little uh, stretch for him as of late. But uh, we know he'll be out of that soon. And uh, yeah, I like that pick. So moving on. uh, This is a tough one. Um, Who's been the team MVP?
1: See, and this is where I'm going to go a little off the board. Some people listening might be like, are you you a fucking idiot? What the hell? (laughs) Might be. Or I you, I don't know. I could have been dropped once going. or twice. Um, I'm I'm kidding. I wasn't. Could have been? No, I'm joking.
0: Could have been. <laughs> no. All right. Go ahead. Team MVP.
1: Brandon Tanev.
0: Whoa. Okay. Okay. A little drum roll on my table for that. That got me psyched up. All right. Explain your reasonings, man.
1: He's a guy that sets the pace every single time he's on the ice with the team. It doesn't matter whether it's in practice or in a game. He is showing up to the same level at every practice or game. Doesn't have nights off. He may not be the most productive player out there, but he knows his role. He does it well. And he's played well above expectations this year.
0: I like it. Little little uh, tire pump for him right now. He's he's the guy who's tied with Donato for third and goals. And uh, he's only got 30 games played, but nine goals. So, uh, you know, talk about a, a crazy first 30 games as a Seattle Kraken for this guy, right?
1: Oh, he was on fire. Fan favorite. Everyone loving him and having a fantastic season. You know, the boys love him because he's just turboing out there getting pucks in deep, getting first man on the puck. Kill, ooh, excuse me, killing penalties, blocking shots, being a tenacious little fucking waterbug out there. Tenacious. 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 Southern them yeah. roll. <laughs> <laughs> No, I
0: like it. That, I like that pick of uh, the Brandon Tanev right, right there too. And uh, he can score goals anyway. He, he actually leads this team with three game winning goals as well. He's got six of those uh, at even strength. Two on the power play and one shorthanded. So this this guy can score goals in all situations, eh?
1: Sounds pretty valuable to me.
0: Yeah, considering he only averages 12 seconds on the power play a night and, you know, a minute 26 on the penalty kill. So uh, I like it. Team MVP. I mean, crowd, fan favorite and everything. Um, I'm going to say that's a pretty solid pick. I don't think I, I exactly seen it coming, though. So I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay, here's one. Best performance of the season so
1: far. I'm going to go with the hat Hattrick game.
0: Against Buffalo. Yep. That's what I had. That's what I had. Ah, yeah, I mean, it was either that or one of the phenomenal goalie performances because there's uh, there's been a handful of them. Yes, the goalies have been... Maybe not the best consistency this year, but there's been a couple games where, you know, if it wasn't for them standing on their heads, could have been an ugly game. But uh, hands down, I think we got to give this to Jordan Eberle for sure, right? Like three goals, only hat-trick so far in Kraken history. And uh, yeah, it was a fun game to watch and be a part
1: of. Yep, that was what I was going with. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, to round things off here, I uh, got a real tough one for you. I know I keep saying that, but um, who for this team, who has been the biggest disappointment for the Kraken?
1: Here's an answer you're not going to see coming either. Anybody on the power play? Our power play <laughs> has not been that good. So and, I just had the power play as our biggest disappointment. I thought okay. it'd be better
0: okay at least in personal
1: terms they're my biggest disappointment
0: yeah outside of uh mccann's ability to score goals on the power play um there hasn't been many power play goals from uh, certain individuals i mean uh, eberly's got three and marcus johansson has three everyone else is just pretty much just two or one on this team so uh yeah it has been disappointing um, so that's that's what you're putting as the biggest disappointment
1: so far. That's what I'm going with. Yes. What have you got? Uh,
0: I am I am not going to throw. I'm not throwing shade here, but I guess with all the hype going into the season, it's tough not to have the goaltending duo as the biggest disappointment. But at the same time the defensive play in front of those goalies has been atrocious as well for a lot of the times so it's one of those things it's like who are you gonna what's been more disappointment is it the defensive play in front of the goalies or is it actually the goalie's play it's it's
1: one of those uh, up for debate uh topics i would say i feel like it's an every other game thing too all right last yeah. night the goalies sucked tonight our goalies are good but our d's fucking terrible But,
0: again, Joey Decord, was he really that bad? Like, he had a pretty, you know, he settled in toughly to start the game and then has a very solid second period. And then, you know, maybe that goal to start the third was a little weak sauce, but then, um, you know, you pretty much got that, that shootout goal that goes in and then that last goal that Kairu tucked in too which was kind of a shitty defensive play there so
1: it's always i don't want to i don't even want to know what Dunn was thinking on the kairu one curls around the net looks up sees the guy in the slot with the puck and fuck i better keep skating
0: (laughs) maybe that's what he did think who knows right so i wonder if i can change and get rid
1: of this minus before he scores (laughs) <laughs> Vince, you're below the goal line. I'm, I'm pretty quick. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I don't know what was uh, what was the thought process behind that one, but um, yeah, yeah, for me, it's tough. I I, I don't want to put too much blame either way, but obviously, it's it's between the two for me. Um, could you throw Coach Hackstall in there and say he's been the biggest disappoint, disappointment with coaching? That's a tough one too. You know, it's, it's hard to measure. I thought that's
1: what he things. was going to be. He,
0: <laughs> it, it, I was thinking it, but, um, I think he's already had enough slander coach slander from uh, the podcast and previous episodes. So
1: yeah, that, that pretty much wraps it up though. You got anything else? No, I, I think, uh, that's all I had on the, uh, big old whiteboard today.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think so. You know, same on my part here. Um, uh, you know, we got some uh, hockey to watch this Saturday and then a bunch of cracking games this upcoming week. Plus uh, the, you know, the game against uh, the Panthers tomorrow. So pretty psyched for that. And yeah, it's going to be a fun week of uh, a lot of hockey games. So uh, COVID you could fuck off, keep fucking off for a little while here. It looks like the NHL are doing some better testing for that. Uh, That's exciting to hear, or I don't know, lack of testing or, you know, either way they're going in a good direction with it, in my opinion. So, Just my opinion, but yeah, thanks everybody for tuning in to episode 18 here. Yeah, join us next week. uh, We will be breaking down all five of those Kraken games, and of course, we'll keep you up to date with all NHL news and all things Kraken. So have a great week, everyone, Uh, especially you, Davey Jones. You are a good boy, and peace out, Kraken Nation.